0: Hey, what's up, Law Nation? Welcome to the latest episode of the Passive Income Attorney Podcast. I hope that each and every one of you is having a fantastic day. Before we jump into the show, you've got to check out Escapethebillable.com and snag our free passive investing guide. Again, it is completely free and has all the goods. Our show today is simply awesome. We've got the cash flow ninja in the house, and he's ready to rock and roll. If you haven't heard of MC Lobster, otherwise known as the cash flow ninja, you've been billing too many hours. This guy is entertaining, engaging, and most importantly, he's one of the foremost experts on producing passive cash flow. If you're trying to figure out how to effectively build cash flow with a well-designed, proven system... You'll discover in this episode exactly how to do it. MC Lopscher is a cash flow investor and serial entrepreneur. He's the creator and host of the top-rated business and investing podcast, Cashflow Ninja, which has been downloaded over 3 million times in over 180 countries. MC is also the president and CEO of Producers Wealth, It's a virtual wealth creation firm that assists investors and business owners to set up and implement infinite banking. Okay, here we go. This is the Passive Income Attorney Podcast where you'll discover the secrets and strategies of the ultra wealthy on how they build streams of passive income to give them the freedom we all want. Attorney Seth Bradley will help you end the cycle of trading your time for money so you can make money while you sleep. Start living the good life on your own terms. Now, here's your host, Seth Bradley. MC Lobster in the house, man, the cash flow ninja. What's going on, man?
1: Great to to be here, Seth. Thank you so much for having me on. Excited about this.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Me too, man. Uh, Let's just dive right in. So you've been on so many shows, and you host a very successful one yourself, and you've had the opportunity to speak about a lot of subjects time and time again, but I'd like to just ask, you know, who is the real
1: MC Lobster? Tell me about yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Very, uh, I would just say, you know, just uh, someone that... uh, the. The, if you want to break it down, just someone that, uh, you know, loves learning, uh, loves loves interesting things and interesting people. And I've always been sort of curious. Yeah. Um, you know, I grew up in South Africa, uh, which and, and during a very interesting time, too, in the country's history. And, you know, one of the big takeaways for that for me, obviously, I grew up during, you know, an, an apartheid regime that then, then went over, then you had the like the release of Nelson Mandela, yeah. you know, then eventually the first democratically presidential election to Nelson Mandela being sworn in as president like a big, so there was a lot of things happening. So people say, well, what were some of the things that you take away from that? Um, I became a, you know, someone that questioned everything that researched everything myself that just didn't take everything on face value. Uh, be critically looked at everything because as you can imagine, you know, a lot of things were told before that wasn't true and you figured <laughs> out it wasn't true afterwards. Right. And um, you know, played sports um, that, that, that was my my primary focus in life was at that stage, an athlete uh, and growing up and was fortunate enough to, to pay my way through college with, with a, athletic scholarships, um, ended up in the United States uh, the, the, the same way, pursuing uh, career in athletics. And while I was doing that, of course, you know, what else are you going to do? Are you just going to, you know, like most guys, <laughs> you're either just going to play video games or, you know, cards like guys would used to play on trips, or you're going to pick up a book and, and start reading. So I was very curious about, you know, history, economics. Um, and then I found obviously Rich Dad Poor Dad from Robert Kiyosaki. And then I wanted to learn how money worked. And that opened my eyes. And I went down the rabbit hole there and realized that, Money investing—it's not much different from everything else, where we were not tell the full story, right? Yeah. Of how it actually works. Uh, we're not taught it in schools or universities or anything of that kind of stuff. So I would say, like, you know, if you want to break it down, I think, um, you know, I'm someone that questions a lot of things, I critically analyze a lot of a lot of stuff. And I always uh, don't accept everything on uh, on face value and have a thirst for knowledge and, and love learning, love learning and reading and, you know, and meeting interesting people and learning from other interesting people such as yourself.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, being curious, I think, is key in life in general. If you're if you're genuinely curious about things and people, you're going to keep learning, you're going to keep advancing and becoming a, a better person, your best self.
1: Yeah. And it's 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 almost like, um, you know, when somebody says I always look at something and I go, why are we doing this? Like, how did that happen? <laughs> Wait a second. Let's just you call a timeout. And then you're like, well, in history, this and this and this happened, and then that happened. And that's why things are the way that they are today. And because I look at it and I go, surely there's got to be a better way that we've got to be doing right. things. Why are we doing things this way? <laughs> so it's, uh, but it leads you to to always second guess, not second guess yourself, but challenge your own assumptions. Um, which I think is very uh, powerful when it comes to investing, when it comes to making big uh, strategic decisions, because we all, unfortunately, the way that the world uh, uh, operates today and with social media, which is very powerful, but we'll find ourselves in echo chambers, You know, mm-hmm. listening to yep. just one thing and believing everything. And obviously just listening to the, to the people that confirms your bias, right? So I always try and figure out, hey, what am I missing here? what is the other argument of this? And then, you know, kind of look at the different angles of, of, of everything.
0: Yeah. It's always good to question that. Cause you do kind of just accept things as they are. You can kind of get caught up in that whirlwind and then you're like, wait a minute, let me, let me, let me think about this from the other side. What what are they thinking from you know the other side of the outside?
1: Yep. Absolutely. And, you know, and then of course I love, I love passive income and, and real estate. Um, and that's uh, that's, you know, and obviously some of the things that I'm involved with too, still love real estate, different niches. Uh, obviously I have a company that's in the insurance space with a lot of opportunity and a lot of things that we do there with business owners and investors. And then, you know, I also funnily, funny enough, <laughs> In the, in the community that I was in with Austrian economics and studying economics and being part of the Foundation for Economic Education fee, I found cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin yeah. around 2015 and 16 and started putting out content about that um, because it was essentially the same sign, uh, concept of, of, of self-reliance, of empowering sure. yourself. Um, and you could utilize um, the same th- those vehicles and technologies that I was seeing the same way, sort of that you could u- leverage and utilize real estate and life insurance, which is very, very interesting. Yeah. But um, yeah. that's kind of how I got into that. So a lot of folks have maybe seen, <laughs> seen me either speak about real estate, talk a lot about infinite banking, and then you're, you're in there about blockchain and uh, crypto te- technologies.
0: Yeah, for sure. So tell us a little bit about your companies and, and you know, what you guys do a little bit more.
1: Yeah. So um, obviously Cashflow Ninja started out as a podcast. That's my major brand that a lot of folks will know um, and, and, and maybe have heard of in our investment space or in the real estate space. And um, I started that podcast five years ago, um, almost, six, almost six years, going on six. It's crazy. Um, but um, we started that and it was a podcast that turned into now a full on uh, education company. And we're working on a lot of uh, digital and information, uh, things that we can, uh, uh, that we'll eventually release uh, to be able to help folks in different niches, starting businesses, uh, managing money and their, their wealth, um, cryptocurrencies and blockchain, and then also investing in, in real estate and so forth. Um, that's Cashflow Ninja. It was kind of crazy. We started like just a, a, another little show. We're in over 180 countries. Uh, millions of downloads. I think three point five yeah. at yeah. this stage, three point six. But it was—it's um, just been incredible to see to see uh, that company take off. The other company that I also um, that I also have is called Producers Wealth, and Producers Wealth is a virtual uh, wealth strategy firm. That services clients, which are predominantly business owners and invest, investors, in all fifty states virtually, and we did that. In, uh, we launched that one in twenty fifteen, and we conducted all of our meetings by Zoom, you know, and Skype, and it was it was tough back then, but now, of course, I mean, it's the new way right. that we operate and do business. Um, so we've been able to to help clients in, in in all fifty states, and our primary focus there, especially as part of the strategy is infinite banking and setting up infinite banking policies. And then also helping folks use those policies for real estate investing and for their businesses and so forth. And then of course I've got another company producers, capital partners, which we also do a lot of, uh, real estate syndications and and other syndications.
0: Gotcha. Awesome, man. Awesome. I was gonna save this for later, but let's just go into infinite banking. I mean, what is that? A lot of people are not familiar with that concept. Maybe just start from the, the very most elementary level and tell us what tell us about that.
1: Yeah. So you know when you when you look at a, a strategy an overall big picture of a wild strategy and that's what we talk a lot about because you know I think that sometimes and this is just how we're sold to right we're sold to Uh, by media, and by even like big tech, by pushing product, right? So a lot of things are like, hey, is this better than this one? This one, you should be buying this one instead of that one. Um, Where we take a step back and we say, look, you know, product is one thing, vehicles as we call them is one thing. But what actually will make you successful is an overall strategy, with a couple of different vehicles we see it now you know just uh just out in the media you know people arguing between bitcoin gold and cash and all that kind of stuff and it's like if you had a strategy you could probably find a place for each one of those and position it accordingly to do many different things for you simultaneously so from a strategy the big thing is you want clarity so you want to know if you're starting out where i am where where do i need to go right so because you're gonna you're gonna need different things for different things that you want to do, and we're all different, right? So someone might be, you know, their goal might be to grow their business and get it to a certain revenue. Uh, another person might want to grow and scale a real estate portfolio, single family, multifamily, different things. So there's different different things that folks want to do. So it's very very important that you need to have clarity. You also want con- control. You need definitely need to have control in a strategy, meaning control over yourself, control over your Clarity, which is the first part, but also controlling assets and controlling capital, cash flows, as we talk about. Um, so, for example, if you're a real estate investor, you don't want to be begging your 401k administrator to get your money <laughs> to fund a deal. You yeah. want to be able to access it very quickly, you know, within 48 to 72 hours and you utilize that capital to fund that deal. Because sometimes opportunities, you have a window, right? Um, And then of course, I mean, you want you want to be able to to leverage many different resources. And then you also want to be able to collateralize assets, which is essentially what infinite banking is, which we'll get into. So that's like from a big framework, those are like the core principles. And then we talk about different things that people do. And essentially, after interviewing, you know, 600 cash flow ninjas, everybody makes their money somehow, then they positions their capital somewhere, you got to put it somewhere, whether it's in a shoebox, you know, tin can under a mattress, in a bank, in <laughs> an insurance company, in Bitcoin, gold. you got to put your money somewhere. Um, and then you have to leverage that to go and generate more income, multiply it, generate cash flows, uh, passive income, leveraged income. And then you have to, to, to control all of this, meaning you have to protect all of this, build a wall around what you've done uh, to protect you know, from all of the predators and creditors and all the undesirable characters that wanna, <laughs> they wanna come after your money, such as, you know, governments, you know, uh, <laughs> folks that are just trying to sue you and, and so forth. Um, so that's like the big picture is like make, make your money, positioning your capital, multiplying it, and then protecting everything, uh, everything that you have. So where infinite banking fits in is positioning capital. So people make their money, a business owner and a real estate investor, where's the best place to put your money, you know, to be able to grow your business and scale your real estate portfolio. So people would say, well, you could put it in self-directed IRAs, you could put it in cash, you could put it in, there's different vehicles. What I found, and um, one of the, the greatest places to put it, and I've done this strategy for over a decade myself, is positioning it in life insurance contracts, designed very specifically like they are done in family offices for structure for maximum cash value um, and positioning it in there and the reason that you want to do it it's a dividend paying whole life insurance policy with a mutual insurance company structured for maximum cash and the reason why you want to do it um, is because the money's guaranteed there's guaranteed growth on it usually four to five percent tax-free on it. The, the growth on it is tax-free. You can access the money tax-free. These mutual insurance companies uh, pay dividends, which is also tax-free. Uh, there's a death benefit that if anything should happen to you, uh, that would be paid out tax-free to your beneficiaries, which is huge for real estate investors and business owners. Because most of the time, and I say most of the time, because there's outliers, but most of the time, the spouses of the um, entrepreneurs and business owners and investors they don't have the same skill set right so and I've seen this firsthand we're real estate investors um, let's just say somebody passes away now the surviving spouse and family has to sell off assets at a fire sale because they didn't have, for example had a death benefit to bring in liquidity and pay state taxes and you know provide for the family and so forth so that's a that's a huge part of it but not the primary part and then of course you can leverage it. So what I mean by leverage is um, when you fund the insurance policy, you can borrow against the cash value and get a policy loan the same way that you would borrow against the equity of a house and get a HELOC. You know, you could do it the same way with uh, you could actually do it with gold and silver. I've done that. That's pretty cool where you have gold and silver in account and you can access up to 50 percent of your gold and silver And they give you a loan secured by that certain, the custodian gives you a loan secured by that. They give you up to 50%. You could do the same thing with crypto. There's actually custodians, which will hold your coins. So buyer beware and do your research, but then they'll lend you you up to 50% of the value of the the collateral that you have. And then you can go out and invest. The reason why I really like the life insurance part of it is they give you up to 90% of your cash value which is pretty nice. So anyway, so then you can take that money and invest at a higher rate, let's just say the policy loans at 5%, which is approximately is. you take that and invest at a higher rate in a real estate deal or back in your business, where business owners do really well to generate a bigger return and then you you know, put the money back. So it's a pretty powerful strategy. I found that that's one of the great, greatest places to keep capital because it does all these many things for you. And it's kind of foundational for a business owner and an investor. Um, so it's, that's sort of infinite banking in a nutshell is you actually become your own banker in the sense that you're doing the same thing a bank does, making deposits just like somebody would make into a bank, building up reserves, and then eventually leveraging like banks do on the back end, the money that's in there through a loan, this time only to yourself, because you're your own banker. Uh, to then utilize it and and go and invest in other assets that generate uh, more income. Also, want to make one uh, qu- a quick other point about infinite banking. You know, and I, I'm a believer in a in, in a in a stable of horses. You know, not <laughs> you don't you don't want just one horse or a one trick pony. You want a stable of horses. So you want to have some obviously exposure to in the crypto space, you want to have have exposure to gold and silver, you want to have in cash, you know, I've just found like my cash, this is a great place to put it. And then, you know, you obviously have the other other pieces to that. And during, you know, 2020, I have to say money that was in these insurance policies were great, because when the whole world was panicking, the stock market was coming down, you know, people didn't know what was going on, we had a we had an event hit, you know, the world and at that stage people were scurrying, you know, I picked up uh, my, well, didn't pick up my phone, but picked up my laptop and uh, applied for a policy loan. I got the money wired into my account two days later during all of this chaos. So it was pretty cool to see how different assets react and how different companies react, but it gave me a lot of confidence too, for having done this, you know, like I said, over a decade and even during something that hasn't happened before for a very long time, um, we were able to to still utilize it and, and, and as part of all of it. But that's that's infinite banking in a nutshell. And you could do it with different assets. And you know, if you're a real estate investor, if you are a person looking to grow your real estate uh, investment, too, it's a great conversation to have with people because most people sometimes get handed insurance policies from like grandparents and, Mm -hmm. you know, and so forth. And they, they don't even know it. And they have money in there that they could use for real estate and for their investments. And the same thing with gold and silver and crypto, they might have people in their network that don't even know that they have, they could use actually their gold and silver or their crypto to actually invest in real estate.
0: Yeah. That's so interesting. So you're, you're really able to double dip, right? You're getting all the benefits of the insurance policy. Then you can also get a loan um, against that and use that to invest in something else. And that Delta is, you know, that's the double
1: dip piece. It's unbelievable. If you look at the numbers, I mean, we have a, we have a client that um, was putting a significant amount of money in um, Still a client, have puts puts a significant amount of money into these policies, and then he borrows against it to uh, to invest in the specific mobile home park syndication, which is paying him a nice return. I mean, we ran the numbers for him if he would do it without it or with it. And you know, you're gonna he's gonna get to his goal, his passive income goal. Let's just say approximately around about the same time doing both, right? It doesn't like cut the time frame. But what it did for him was he got to his pass, he's gonna to get to his passive income goal at about around about the same time. Um, and he's gonna have an, in addition to his passive income goal, he's gonna, you know, with the numbers that he was having over seven figures, a high seven figure number, tax-free in addition to that with a death benefit. So to your point, it, you just double dip. It just, you know, you hear a lot of investors say, Or you got to have your money work for you, like the Rich Dad Poor Dad, which is great. (laughs) But how about having your money doing multiple jobs simultaneously and work as hard as possible for you at the same time? Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. And I also love the point that you were able to get that loan when the world was falling apart, whereas most banks at that point in time are just going to be like, no, we don't know what's going on. We're not going to give you any money and you were able to do that and use leverage those funds to be able to take advantage of, you know, a, a crisis, which is when people make tons of
1: money. Absolutely, um, that's the big thing. You know, when there's a crisis, you actually need access to capital to capitalize on the crisis, right? Yep. Yep. Um, so it's So it, it, it was great to, to just experience it firsthand because we eat our own cooking without throwing up and do everything ourselves <laughs> that we talk about, right? Um, and it was great to, to, to see that, because like you said, in times of crisis, the banks might hold back. I mean, we've even seen like some banks discontinue products, right? Some HELOC products. And once you, I mean, once you understand the things that you can do, because it's labeled life insurance, folks have a bad connotation. And I say, hey, it's life insurance. It's not death insurance. So you could actually use it while you're alive. And it has many similarities to real estate for folks that are hearing about this the first time. I mean, with real estate, you have a mortgage, let's just say for a specific period of time that you pay with life insurance, whether it's five year, 10 year, 15, 20, 30 years, there's a specific time period and schedule of payments. When you pay your principal and interest on a mortgage, you build equity. Same thing with a life insurance contract. Um, when uh, When you want access to that equity, you could get a HELOC with real estate, you could get a policy loan with life insurance. Um, you could get appreciation in real estate if you do it properly, right? You do the same thing with 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 life insurance. Your death benefit continues to go up the way that we structure it. Uh, another thing that I would share is cash flow is why we love real estate. Well, as as a policyholder of a mutual insurance company, one that one, once the company pays all of the related expenses, you, they pay you a dividend, which is your cash flow. Gotcha. Um, You know, so tax advantages in real estate's great tax advantages with the life insurance part, the money grows tax free, you can access it tax free, the dividends are tax free, the death benefit is distributed tax free. That's why they love it in family offices as part of holistic planning. Um, And of course, you can leverage both of these, you know, Um, there's inflation hedges in both of those. Uh, One of the favorite, my favorite things that I talk about is you can actually sell a mortgage note, you can sell a life insurance contract. Um, banks love to lend on real estate Banks banks love to lend and financial institutions love to lend on life insurance policies. It's called, um, premium financing. And this is what they do a lot of in, uh, in family offices. So there's a lot of similarities, you know, 10, 1031 exchange in real estate, 1035 exchange in insurance. It's very, you know, it's very, very similar how these two asset clauses are structured different. The one is just the building, and another one is the asset is the human. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, it's a super interesting uh, strategy. A lot of people don't know about it, man. And you're you're the, you're the guy. You're the guy. You're the expert on this, man. I, that's where I first heard about it, where I started reading about it, and I got really interested in it. And I need to take advantage of that myself. Absolutely.
1: So, yeah. So,
0: Let's, let's back back up to, you know, your, I think you call it the business of multiplying capital. Uh, you went through those, those four pillars. Could you quickly go through those four again, just, to, just as a summary? And then yeah, I'd
1: absolutely. Like, and
0: then I'd like you to maybe put yourself in the shoes of one of our typical listeners, which is probably, you know, a, a big law firm attorney that, you know, obviously they, it's a high paying job, but they don't have any time. They have a lot of bills. You know, let's maybe walk through that framework and what that might look like for them.
1: Absolutely. So with a lot of uh, high income professionals, it's very important. I mean, and they have a high income skill set, right? So they know how to make money. They're very good at making money. There's a different skill in multiplying money and making money, I think. And and there's a lot of folks that we've spoken to through the years. They heard me say this and they said, "Uh, you couldn't be more right because I was taught to be a surgeon or a lawyer and so forth. And I was making really good money, but it was just going one way. And there was, you know, it's a different skill set and multiplying that. So they know how to make money. Then you have to position capital. So be very specific where you do it. And like I said, you know, I don't believe in a one trick pony or just one horse and betting on one horse. You need a good stable and you need to have different things doing different different things for you. So I always say there's three questions you have to ask. What is it? what does it do? And what is it going to do for me? So I'll give an example. You know, we, we've talked about the life insurance, infinite banking is a place to position capital, a Roth IRA might be a nice place to position capital too. you know, because it's tax free money later, you don't, you you don't want to defer taxes at all, especially what's going on right now, you do not want to defer taxes right now. So you want to pay taxes on the seed, not the harvest. So get a Roth would be a good place to, to, to also add. Then I also mentioned, you know, gold and silver. What does it do? Well, it's been money for centuries, actually real money, uh, sound money, and it protects wealth. It's not the fastest horse in the stable, right? So it's just going to be there. It's maintained its, its, its value. So it's good to have some exposure to that. The fastest horse is probably going to be the on-trend horse, which is more digital currencies and blockchain technologies, That's also something that you need to really learn and understand what it is. So anyway, those are your options, but making your money, protecting your money, putting it somewhere. And then if you're um, a high income earner and you don't want to create a second job for yourself, what you do instead of being a weekend warrior and looking at places, what you do is you do your research on the weekend and try to find Great operators in different niches that you believed that will do well. For example, you know, we've talked about multifamily real estate, there's mobile home park niches, there's self store, there's different niches. So try to find great operators and great syndicators that partner with great operators in those spaces. And there's a ton of different questions that you can ask them and notes that you can do because essentially you don't wanna create a second job for yourself. What you should be focusing on is making as much money as you can, positioning that capital properly, and then partnering with folks after doing a significant amount of research and do your due diligence and then investing in assets that produce cash flow. So that way you can leverage the talents, ability, knowledge, and resources and network of other people, which that's a multiplier, huge multiplier, you want to talk about multiplying capital, you know, the do it yourself stuff, it doesn't get you anywhere, you know, if you're a great lawyer, make more money being a great lawyer, and produce more income, and then how you multiply it is through the the skill sets, abilities, knowledge, and networks and resources of other people. And then making sure that you protect and being set up properly. I think it's very, very important. Lawyers will know that, that you need to be very, very well set up right now because the world's gonna change drastically and there's gonna be a money shortage because everybody's in debt. (laughs) (laughs) And the only thing that they can do is print more money and raise taxes and they're gonna come for folks with resources. So you wanna make sure that you protect what you're building up uh, so that you don't end up giving a lot of that away because you didn't think ahead uh, through proper planning. So that's what I would say for a game plan. You know, If you have to work out a strategy, those are the things that I would do, especially if I'm a high income earner, working lots of hours, making great money, I will try and increase that and then partnering with other folks uh, in different niches to leverage them to be able to multiply their capital
0: yeah i love that man and i, I preach that as well it's like you know invest maybe passively or something and, and really kind of leverage other people's expertise at first and then if maybe that's something you want to get into a little bit later on a more active side it's going to take more of your time and effort then you can do that after you've kind of seen the people that know what they're doing do it first so you don't make those huge mistakes that are going to set you off your path
1: yeah Absolutely. And the, the whole thing is you're never going to be able to know everything that there is to know about a certain asset, especially if you're doing something else. Right. So and I speak for myself again, I eat my own cooking without throwing up. Right. So I'm never going to know what there is to know in some of the niche, all the niches that I'm involved in, like master it completely. But I've partnered with folks that they live and breathe that they know everything that there is to know. Um, and those folks that I partner with, that's how I can leverage and scale that niche that I'm in is through th- leveraging them and their ability and, and, and their knowledge and, and their network. Yep, for sure.
0: Let's switch gears a little bit. I mean, I, I'll bet you just have some awesome perspective on living life to the fullest and just creating kind of time freedom for yourself and for your clients which that's what this is all about right it's all about you know all these wealth creation strategies and infinite banking and all this stuff that's what it's about is just kind of creating a more fulfilled life for yourself and your clients i mean so you know just tell us you know what's your perspective and and what does cash flow really mean to you how's it changed your life and how have you seen it change your clients lives
1: yeah i think that's the central core of everything that we try to do right is freedom yeah because if you break it down in the end you know, there's many different ways of how to make money. There's many different ways to grow and scale money. There's, there's a lot of different ways to do things. So I think freedom is at the core of that. And, I, and then I would also say like my approach would be in living intentional, and it's very hard. That's why so many people fail at it. It's not easy, but intentionally living a certain way, intentionally looking after your health, your relationships, and then and obviously wealth management, which is very hard. That's why so many people out, outsource all three of those things, really, right? You know, see people arguing about healthcare. I'm like, that's your own responsibility. Medical care is a different conversation. You should be taking care of what yourself with your, your mindset, your mind, your, your, your body, working out, exercising, hydrating, sleeping, your proper nutrition, all those things you should be taking care of. Um, and it's the same thing with relationships, you know, whether you have a spouse or a partner, um, children, you know, it's yeah. no one else's yeah. responsibility and it's hard work. Um, and it's the same thing with, with, with your money. So I would say like the big thing is being intentional in all those different areas and setting very specific targets. And like I said, it's very hard. And sometimes, you know, when you're so focused on one area, another area might, might drop off a little bit but if you're if you're dialed in and you've got goals that you want to set in all those different areas you could bring it back up and it's and and that's it's a constant process uh, of monitoring it and getting better at it but i think the big thing is in the end you want freedom you want to be able to uh do what you want with who you want and uh you know do 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 as many of it as possible where you want right so um, there's a coaching group that I'm part of. They talk about different types of freedom and time. Freedom is the first thing like managing your time properly and very intentionally because in the end, that's a, that's a very, that's a limited resource. You know, you can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have time, um, it, it, it gives you a different perspective. The same thing with money, obviously financial freedom is huge. And then uh, freedom of relationships, which, is great when you have time, freedom, uh, and financial freedom, you get to spend time with the people that you want to spend time with, right, and do things with people that you want to do things with, not because you have to, Um, and then purpose. So I would say that's the big thing is, you know, the four freedoms, because freedom is at the core of all of this. And then the way that that you can do that and start even if you're even if you're building towards it is with through being intentional,
0: Yeah, I love all that, man. I mean, it's amazing kind of when you get away from your W-2, if you're able to escape from that nine to five till you're 65 type of deal, you you start kind of rediscovering yourself and your relationships and what's important to you. Because sometimes when you're at the W-2 and you're working tons of hours, you don't even have time to think about what's important to you and, and what you want to do and what you want to be and where you want to go and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, having a little bit of freedom to start out with, it starts kind of getting that getting your mind turning in the right direction
1: yeah and i've got to say like i'm a parent too and a very just privileged to spend so much time with my kids and, and with my wife too and they're really young and my son's three and a half daughters too and i just you know i just think of like how blessed it is to be able to spend that much time with them and you know organize my life basically around what if we want to go here or if they, you know, going out for a walk with them or play or whatever we want to do, we're we're able to do that. And I always say, and there's folks in our network too, um, that are doctors, lawyers, very high powered and very successful professionals. one, One, when they get to a certain level of financial freedom, the great thing is they still love what they do, but they can do it because they love what they do. And they, the hours that they're working, they can work as many hours as they want to now, not because they have to. Exactly. And that's a big difference, too, because you might get to it, you know, and I've heard that conversation that, hey, this is my purpose. Like, I'm a surgeon. I love doing this. I get to serve people and help people. And I'm like, that's it. You know, that that, <laughs> that, that that's what life's all about is. you using your abilities and your skill set to help other people which let's just say the surgeon does but now you get to choose how much of that you have to do because not because you need to do it but because you want to do it and it changes your approach your philosophy your mindset um, in many many different ways when you when you finally get to that and by the way when you get to that too your abundance and your in, in your mindset The things that start happening is quite incredible because you essentially cut out things that you don't like to do and don't want to do, and also get rid of all negative aspects out of your life. And now all of a sudden, you know, the 80-20 rule, all of a sudden, that 20% that that really moved the needle that you love doing and that fuels you and that contributes to everything that you want to do, now all of a sudden you've you've 5X that, you know, by getting rid of that 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 80 so now all of a sudden you're 100% in it and ridiculous things start happening in your life when you when you when you're able to do that
0: yeah yeah and that's that's our tagline man you said it a couple times in different words practice when you want to not because you have to
1: that's it absolutely
0: well before we jump into the freedom for what's one last golden nugget for our listeners
1: yeah I would say that um Mindset is going to be key. And I know people have said this a lot, you know, a lot. They say that, but I can't overstress it because, you know, things are going to be very challenging, you know, get clarity first. Things are going to be very, very challenging. There's going to be a lot of dangers for investors, for people that are working, you know, in the next five years, I would say, especially um, we're going into very, very, uh, very interesting times uh, if we look what's down the pipeline. The other aspect of that, too, is there's going to be a ton of opportunities. We're in the midst of the greatest wealth transfer, I believe, in human history with so many opportunities. Uh, if you look at all the things coming down the line as op- and, and get clarity and see opportunities in them, you're going to be on the right side of this. And you, then obviously leverage the skills and strengths that you have then to capitalize on that. It's an exercise that I go through every day where I get clarity. I look at dangers. I look at the opportunities with them. And then I look at my strengths and my skill sets that I have It's so exercise. I learned a tr- strategic coach and I just, uh, then attack it that way. So that's what, that's what I would leave folks with. Positivity is not going to get you through it. If you're sitting on a train track, closing your eyes and you're positive, that's train still <laughs> coming over you. You got to get clarity, get off that train track and then capitalize on, on opportunities. You know, there's, uh, There's someone that I follow that had a great quote. I was chuckling yesterday, where he kind of sees some of the similar dangers that I'm seeing down the line. And he's just saying, guys, it's time to be Navy SEALs, not baby SEALs. You got to get your (laughs) mind right. You got to get clear. You got to see the dangers for what they are and see the world for what they are, by the way, not what you want them to be. That's another thing I learned from great investors. They invest as the world is, not as they want the world to be. Um, and then capitalize on opportunities.
0: I love it, man. I love it. Observe, think, and then act. So let's jump into the Freedom Four, brother. It's time for the Freedom Four. What's the best thing you do to keep your mind and body healthy?
1: Uh, I take some thinking time for the mind. So block off time every day. It's hard. I've got a young family. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You know, I live I live intentionally and it's still it's 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 still tough, but at least a minimum of 30 minutes a day just to think, to just sit and think. Even if you go for a walk by yourself and then working out, get the body moving. That's a huge priority of my for my myself this year is to get back. I know when I was in sports, I would as a as a certain level of uh in physical shape, and my goal is to get back to that. So I'm really cranking, cranking that out and hydrating and sleeping properly.
0: Nice. Nice. In an alternative universe where you weren't involved in your current businesses, what would you be doing?
1: I love, um, it's funny that both my parents are teachers in some way. So, and my wife was also a teacher in a, in a, in, a, in her, uh, in her career before she, uh, she, um, uh, looked after our kids. And I, I think that's like something that, I, that I've that i always been very passionate about. And I kind of see myself in in a way of just teaching what I've learned too through our show. So I think that right. would be, yeah, that would be something uh, that I would be very passionate about.
0: Yeah, we, we share that commonality. My, my parents were teachers too. My dad ended up being a coal miner because they weren't making any money. So he had to go to the coal mines in West Virginia, but they were both grade school teachers. So uh, yeah where were you at five years ago and where do you see yourself five years from now?
1: Five years, I was launching a lot of new things that I didn't think, you know, I kind of knew where things were going. Again, I saw basically, you know, what I saw five years ago was that everyone was going to work from home just because that was the way that the world was going. People were going to consult through technology, through Skype and zoom so if I needed to build a business, I needed to do it all virtual. So I started building that virtual uh, wealth strategy firm, Producers Wealth. And I started then, uh, well, launching the podcast too. So I was doing a lot of new things uh, to position or you know business, businesses that were established in a different way for the new world that I thought was coming. Um, so that was five years ago. Where five years from now, man, it's going to be interesting. Um, five years from now, I could see myself doing what I do, but it might be delivered differently, if that makes sense. I still think that technology is going to be huge. I still think we're going to do this. I think there's going to be much, much more of online education and so forth. But five years from now, I see Cashflow Ninjas being one of the, the premier educational brands in the investing space with the courses that we have and empowering a lot of folks. I've sort of changed our mission slightly. Self-reliance through education is kind of at the core of the education company. So we'll be rolling out a bunch of different stuff to empower and help people uh, as much as we can.
0: Awesome. Well, you're well on your way, brother. So how has passive income made your life better?
1: Uh, it's, I mean, it's a game changer. So uh, it's leveraging, again, the just the skill sets, knowledge and efforts of, of other folks. So it provides certainty. Um, it provides a platform every year from which you can grow. So, you know, instead of, uh, and this is what a mentor told me early on, you know, um, was MC, you just got, have to make it a priority to be intentionally buying more time. You know, if you start looking at it in that way, right, just buying more time. Yep. So if you get up, you know, for your audience and listeners, if you get that big bonus check, if you get a big raise, start, don't don't get the, the, the big house or the second house and the boat and the cars and those kinds of things right away. I would say just buy, look at that as an opportunity to purchase your future and future time and future cash flows. And if you start looking at that in a way, uh, in, in the world, in that way, it's going to be a game changer. But because before you know it, you're going to you're you're now injecting yourself and playing the game how it's supposed to play. When it gets really fun is when you have these cash flows coming in and you're forced to reinvest those and buy more time to get to play the tax game and the money yeah. game properly. um So you're almost forced through the government to to keep adding cash flows and keep reinvesting which brings in more cash flows and get, brings in more tax benefits so it's kind of like a snowball so yeah it's it's a it's been a game changer and that's going to be the way that you need to do things this whole thing about you know putting money in a stock that you don't control or don't sit on the board of the company with and hoping it goes up you know to eventually retire one day right i think that that's uh that's a paradigm that's going to be completely gone pretty soon, because uh, I think most folks are starting to realize it right now that it's uh, it was something that was sold that wasn't necessarily uh, you know wasn't necessarily going to pan out. Let me just say, put it that way.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think people. You're right. People are learning more and more about it and trying to figure it out, and they realize, well, this is not the right path. Like I don't want to waste my life doing this. I I, I need to get out. I need to live my life. And you just, you absolutely crushed that question, man. That's awesome. So MC, where can our listeners find out more about you?
1: Uh, CashflowNinja.com is where they can follow all of our shows and, and, and what we're up to. And also if they're interested to, to learn more about just some of the stuff that we talked about, about being becoming your own banker and how banks work and utilizing insurance and that type of stuff um, as part of their overall strategy, there's a free video series It's called yourownbankingsystem.com. They could check out a free video series um, and just for educational stuff, uh, you know, uh, dive into all of the different strategies that we share over there.
0: All right, brother. It was great having you on the show. Appreciate it.
1: Awesome, my friend. Thank you so much.
0: Have a good one. All right. What a great episode. As you could probably tell, I could talk to MC for hours on end about cash flow strategies, escaping the matrix, and living free. I can't wait to have the Cash Flow Ninja on the show again. If you want to talk more about implementing some of the ideas and systems we talked about today, I'd love for you to reach out to me directly. My email is seth at com email me to get started or go check out all of our free content at PassiveIncomeAttorney.com and join the Esquire Investor Club to get started. See you next time, folks. Enjoy the journey. Thank you for listening
1: to the Passive
0: Income Attorney
1: Podcast with Seth Bradley. Do you want more ideas on how to generate multiple streams of passive income? Then jump over to PassiveIncomeAttorney.com for show notes
0: and resources. Then apply for the private Facebook community, by searching for the Passive Income Attorney on Facebook. And we'll see you on the next episode.